Hello, hello, my name is Clark Heron, a.k.a. The Harry Hobo, and welcome in to the Armchair Guru's Fantasy Football Podcast here in week 14. And yes, <clears throat> it is the last week of the regular season for fantasy football, and we are down to one more spot to fill for the playoffs for our Armchair Guru's Fantasy Football League. We've got technically four teams vying for this one spot. I will say, before we dive too deeply into this, that fourth team really... It kind of doesn't really have a shot there. So far behind in points, uh, that would be uh, Mr. Free Dubs. So far behind in points that uh, po- uh, theoretically it's possible, but it would be it's basically impossible. So technically, there's only three teams vying for that one spot, and we'll dive deeper into that uh, here in a little bit. We'll also talk about the waivers have gone through, uh, trades are shut down two weeks ago, so no more trades for the rest of the year, and. As always, we'll start with the pick six challenge. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this week, we've got six really good games. We have a lot of really good games this week uh, for uh, football in general to pick from, and they're going to be pretty hard picks, in, in my opinion. Uh, but let's go ahead and get through them here. Game number one. Uh, all of these are now listed in the sleeper. Uh, game number one, Jets versus Bills. Then we have the Vikings versus Lions. Then we have the Eagles versus the Giants. We have the Ravens versus the Steelers. We have the Buccaneers uh, going to San Francisco to face the Niners. And then the Dolphins facing the Chargers. So again, the pick six challenge. Make sure you get your picks in. Either put at Harry Hobo or send me a direct message via Sleeper so I can put them in the chart. Uh, as for the chart right now, <clears throat> I have to go. <clears throat> excuse me. I have to go through it a little bit. It has me up quite a bit. I'm not sure why that is. It really, uh, last week, Tom was the big one. Congratulations, Tom, getting five out of six correct. A bunch of us, uh, myself, Fletch, Nickley, and I Slept With Your Sister, all got four correct. So very, very nicely done. Again, I'll have to go through there just to verify everything is correct. Um, as of right now, it's pretty much uh, myself and Nickley towards the top. Fletch is very, very close as well. Uh, along with Martez, he's hanging around. Spelequin's hanging around as well, <clears throat> along with Tom. And again, once I figure out exactly what those standings are, I will post them in the sleeper. Um, as for now, waivers happened just the other day. Uh, nothing too crazy going through here. I picked up Daniel Jones uh, to play him this week since uh, Justin Fields is on a bye and Lam- Lamar Jackson is hurt. Um, really not much else going on out there, really, for waivers this week. Nothing too impressive. Nobody really fighting. Nobody put in actual money to get this, so... And there's only one. Uh, the Tennessee Titans had two people going after them, so... Pretty slow week when it comes to waivers, but... Our leader, when it comes to the standings, Mr. Nickley, put in some work, uh, just the other day. Uh, he was bored at work, so he decided to uh, dig dig a little bit deeper into this league to see exactly if teams were actually lucky versus unlucky. And basically what he meant by that was with the amount of points that you're scoring, uh, are you getting by with just enough to get the win and kind of get lucky via that way? Or is it unlucky to where you're above the league average and still getting beat? And if you haven't gone through it yet, it is a pinned message. You'll be able to read it. It is out there. Definitely take a read into it. Uh, very, very interesting information. And again, thank you very much, Nick Lee, for putting that all together for us. Uh, 
is, is phenomenal work, very, very nice. And again, it is pin message. Take a look at it if you haven't already. <clears throat> As for the standings, like I mentioned, Nickley still sitting at 11 and 2 now on the top of the on top of the standings. Congratulations to him. Uh, the new number two, clear number two, is the Woodstock Harry Hobos. My team sitting at 10 and 3, very nice. Kabadu's lost last week, even though he leads the league in points. He's sitting at 9 and 4. He is clearly number three, and uh, amongst those three, we're going to have two of those teams receive first round buys. Now for Nickley, he's pretty much guaranteed a first round buy it just comes down to is it going to be number one overall or number two overall he's currently 54 points ish uh, ahead of me just slightly below 54 points so if i'm going to take the number one overall seed not only do i have to win he has to lose but then my team would have to outscore his team by at least 54 points which seems a little much uh for the amount of points that he puts up from a week-to-week -week basis but we'll keep an eye on that. As for Cubby, uh, in order for him to get a first round bye, he will need to win this week. He will need me to lose this week. And then at that point, he is well far beyond points-wise. He will get the number two overall seed, and I will slide to the number three. Tree Star is sitting at the fourth seed at eight and five. Very, very nice. At the five seed, we ain't done yet. Sitting at seven and six. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Tree Stars cannot move up in the standings at all, but could move down based on the amount of points for. He's about 100 points, a little less than 100 points shy of We Ain't Done Yet. If Kurt were to lose and We Ain't Done were to win, We Ain't Done will be the fourth seed. Kurt will be the five seed at the very worst. If they both win or both lose, Kurt will stay at the four, and We Ain't Done will stay at the five because he is so far in front of points when it comes to the sixth place spot so the really those two teams are your four and five seeds it just comes down to who's going to be four who's going to be five so really you don't really need to win this week however <clears throat> excuse me you don't need to win this week uh, you can probably go ahead and look into week 15 because you'll be facing one another uh since you will not be getting a first round bye and before we jump into the last spot here in the standings, uh, we do have three teams that are officially eliminated from postseason contention. Uh, that is Losers Anonymous sitting at 4-9, and nine, I Slip Your Sister sitting at 4-9, and nine, and Dr. Melfi Can't Save You also sitting at 4-9. and nine. Every single one of those teams has been officially eliminated. Uh, they are actually battling to see who's going to be forced into the final four of the Toilet Bowl uh, heading into the... Uh, postseason this year uh, any one of them has a really a good chance right now with losers anonymous having the best chance based on points for free dubs also joins that conversation unfortunately even though he's sitting at five and eight the amount of points scored for him is the lowest at 1277 for the league which means there's no way he's going to catch up to the other three teams vying for that last spot in the playoffs so he is also in the toilet bowl, but much, much more likely, at least at this point, as long as he doesn't lose, if he wins one more game, he will guarantee himself that he doesn't have to sit in a first-round buy, and he could potentially get out of the toilet bowl in that first week. Now, as for the sixth overall spot, currently held by Joe Buck yourself, sitting at 6-7, and seven. winter's coming, sitting at the seventh spot by points, sitting at 5-8, and eight, along with Shaken Blake, sitting at 5-8. and eight. 
And last week's matchups was huge. Free dumps. Sitting basically had a 22-point lead handing into Monday night. Mike Evans uh, needed 22 or more points in order for him to lose and for Joe Beck yourself to lock in the sixth overall seed. Unfortunately, he only got about nine points last week, which means... Yep, that means that Joe Buck yourself is going to have to fight one last week to secure the sixth overall seed. Um, it was very interesting, and we got some interesting matchups coming up as well. So this is what it shakes down to. Joe Buck yourself. Simple. You win, you're in. It's that simple. It's that easy. Uh, the only other way that you can get in, and it's, it's a convoluted one, you would need Fletch to lose because you can't catch up to him in points. And then you would need Shake and Blake to lose <clears throat> as well. If they both lose and you lose, you're in. It's that simple. So you need every everybody to lose or everybody to win, and then you'd have to outscore them, which right now you're about 66 points behind, or 56 points behind Shake and Blake. So he's the only one that you might want to contend with, but really don't want to contend with either one of these teams. So winning your end or... If all three of you lose, you're also in. It's that easy. Next up, Winter's coming. He's in the best position when it comes to points-wise. Uh, one of the top scorers in the league. Unfortunately, just very somewhat unlucky. Uh, I'll actually use Nickley's terminology here. According to him, <clears throat> he is slightly unlucky this year based on the points he's had against him and for him. Obviously, 1,600 points scored, almost 1,600 points scored against you. It's not a fun year. But sitting at 5-8, and eight, a win, and a Joe Buck yourself loss, and Fletch will get in. It does not matter what Shake and Blake does. He just has to win. Joe Buck yourself has to lose. If that happens, Fletch will be able to try and defend his title uh, in the sixth overall seed from uh, his title from last year. Shake and Blake also needs the same scenario of Joe Buck yourself to lose. He really needs Winters coming to also lose. If both of those teams lose and he wins, he will be the sixth overall seed. So three teams vying for that last playoff spot. Uh, the top five seeds are locked in. Nobody can fall below fifth overall seed. And there's a couple of teams like Nick Lee can't fall even below the second overall seed. Now, as for me, I can't fall below the third overall seed. So we're all sitting very nicely. Obviously, having that first round bye is very important in this league. Uh, if you have it, you don't have to worry about week 15. You can just move on to week 16, prepare yourself, enjoy weeks 15, do whatever you want, and then try and get a win in the playoffs. <clears throat> and in order to do so, we got some matchups for the last week of the regular season. So before we jump into the matchups that actually matter for this week let's go ahead and ones that jump or jump into the ones that really don't matter first and foremost we have nickley normal amount of eagles sitting at 11 and 2 projected at 124 points going against tom's dr melfi can't save you projected at 104 points sitting at four and nine uh this one's pretty simple uh i like nickley's team quite a bit hurts even though it's a Decently okay matchup. He's still going to get his points. Elliott's going to have a field day against the Texans. Uh, playing Hollywood Brown, interesting. Interesting choice. We'll see if he is fully healthy and ready to go. Probably so. He's got a few people on bye this week, which is insane that they have six teams on bye this week, but 
it is what it is. Uh, obviously, he's got Jamar Chase against Cleveland. He's got Mark Andrews, Christian Kirk. His team is loaded. Now, for Tom's best chance to win this, obviously, Prescott's going to have a couple rushing touchdowns, if I had to guess. Eckler's got to have himself a day, which might have a chance against Miami's terrible defense. <clears throat> Excuse me. James Cook could surprise this week. Garrett Wilson could surprise this week. Uh, and Brandon Ayuk's got a score touchdown. And then that Pittsburgh game against Baltimore, that's going to have to be a Pittsburgh scoring some touchdowns on the defensive side of things. But for now, I like Nick Lee to win, get to 12-2, and two, and secure his number one overall seed heading into the playoffs. Next game that doesn't have any merit on anything, Free Dubs, sitting at 5-8, and eight, projected at 110 points, facing off against Team Cubby-Doo, sitting at 9-4, and four, projected at 134 points, I think the highest for the week. Uh, as for Free Dubs, his, point, his team is actually putting up the points here recently. He's got Joe Burrow against Cleveland. You love that matchup. Najee versus the Ravens, you don't love it. It's probably going to be rainy, uh, so it's going to be a slop fest there. Um, he's got DJ Moore has been doing great. Should be fine against Seattle. Uh, Keenan Allen has been great. Do, should be great against Miami as well. He's got Kyron Williams in the flex at this point. It really doesn't have any other options besides maybe Jameson Williams if he wants to roll that way. And honestly, why not? It's the last week of the season. You're not playing for the playoffs. You're not even going to go to the playoffs. <clears throat> Unfortunately, you have your hottest player in Christian Watson. Uh, sitting on your bench on a bye this week, unfortunately. So, uh, honestly, I would probably play Jameson Williams and just see what happens. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Play him. Moving on to Team Cubby-Doo. Oh, last week was a terrible week. The worst week when it came to a Mahomes-Kelsey stack this week might be similar. You're going against Denver's stout defense. So this might be a decent week for Keen, or for Free Dubs to might squeak out a win this week. Now beyond that, he's got Michael Carter against Buffalo, which you can run against Buffalo. We just got to see if Michael Carter is going to be healthy for this game. He's got Tony Jones listed in the starting role. Uh, he might be the one of the few healthy running backs for Seattle going against Carolina, which is a great matchup. Tyreek Hill is a boss. Uh, Hopkins is a boss. Lamb is a boss. Now, the only concern about Lamb is if Houston, going against Houston, Dallas's defense might score two or three touchdowns in this game, which means they have less touches on the offensive side of the thing, off out of the ball. And if he only has, eh, let's say, six targets this entire game, it wouldn't shock me just because of how good the defense is. He's got some big key players of Aaron Jones as well as even Antonio Gibson on bye this week. Uh... I still like Team Cubby-Doo just because of that. I think the receivers themselves might carry him this week, but it would not shock me if Free Dubs pulls out an upset this week. But I like Team Cubby-Doo. Now, one more game before we get into the ones that matter. Uh, that, I thought there was one more that really doesn't matter. Uh, yes, yes, that's the last one. <clears throat> Lose Anonymous, sitting at 4-9, projected at 110 points, facing off against We Ain't Done Yet, sitting at 7-6, projected at 130 points. Uh, for Lose Anonymous, he's going to go with Deshaun Watson this week. I thought about it. I held on to him for a week. I decided to let him go. I Just what we saw last week when it was in a huge plus matchup, he hasn't played, ba or hasn't played football in a long, long time, 
And he it looked that way. It looked like someone that hadn't played football in a long, long time. So I wouldn't be shocked if we saw something very similar this week. Now he's got Miles Sanders against the Giants. Should be okay. Uh, same with Devontae Smith. James Conner against New England might be a tough matchup, but they're going to have to utilize his running ability. Uh, it's He's, he's going to be fine. Lockett's going to be fine. Everett's been looking better of late. Myers is the only question mark just due to injury. Uh, beyond that, you really don't have any other options besides maybe Brandon Cooks, but uh, I would probably consider going elsewhere. Uh, there are a couple different options you have, but as for we ain't done yet, uh, his first four players are all injury or questionable tags. Tua, CMC, Josh Jacobs, and Jalen Waddle all questionable. Now, Waddle was the only one that really lost or missed time last, this past week. But for the rest of your team, looks very, very good, very stout. Especially that Dallas defense is going to eat. Give We Ain't Done a win this week. I like it. Now, let's jump into the matchups that matter for a playoff berth. It's this simple. Let's go ahead and start with <clears throat> mine. Woodstock Harry Hobos sitting at 10-3, and three, projected at 115 points, going against Team Shaken Blake, desperately needing a win and some help, sitting at 5-8, and eight, projected at 121 points. As for Team Shaken Blake, pretty solid team. You loved Derrick Henry against the Jags. DeAndre Swift had a monster game last this past week and looked like he's going to be the clear starter going forward. Now, if that utilization stays there, it should be great. If not... Be interesting between him and Jamal Williams. Um, beyond that, you love his receivers with Cooper and Higgins. Should be fine. Schultz is a question mark. Typically, he's a great play. There's no doubt. The talent's there. It's just, again, going against Houston where the defense could easily score three touchdowns. The offense barely sees the field. Could be one of those games, but you like where Dalton Schultz is. Uh, Singletary this past week, uh, was fine. He's been fine these last four weeks. Nothing exciting these past two weeks. Uh, only 13 carries this past game against New England. The Jets are a little bit easier to run against. Um, then he's got the Raiders defense as well as Daniel Carlson. Now, the big question is going to be, is Joe Mixon going to play this week? If so, Joe Mixon is a smash play against a terrible Browns run defense. If not, Shamajay Pirine, my goodness, Samaj P. Ryan, who just came off of two monster weeks, both running and receiving, should be in line for another monster day. But if they split the work, he may have to fall in the end zone for him to be a startable asset. As for my team, uh, going with Daniel Jones, mainly the run game, just hoping that he falls in the end zone once, even if it's only, you know, six for... 50 and a score, just running, and then supplemental passing, just get me by. My big question marks on me is obviously Ricard White going against San Francisco. Uh, splitting time with Leonard Fournette. If he doesn't get the touchdown, it's going to be a, probably an ugly day. Jamal Williams, same thing on the opposite side. As long as they get goal line work, and he's going to get the goal line work, he'll be fine. Now, for my receivers, you love Stephon Diggs. He'll be great. A.J. Brown had a monster game, revenge game. You can throw against the Giants. Uh, it's not quite the revenge game, but he should be fine. Friar Moose should get some touches in that game. And then I'm rolling DJ Chark as my flex as of this moment. Uh, the only other option would be Traylon Burks, which I would love to play, but he's coming off of a concussion this past week. 
If he's good to go, I'll probably go Burks. If not, I'll go DJ Chark and just just hope that it's more of a shootout there in Detroit. Uh, and then I love my Niners against the Buccaneers defense or Buccaneers offense, even though I do have Ricard White. This is a close matchup. Shaken Blake needs this win, and this could be a monster week for Derrick Henry. Last time we've seen monster Derrick Henry was three weeks ago when he had 25 fantasy points, 28 carries for 87 yards, and a score. It may happen, but we haven't seen monster monster Derrick Henry for quite a while since week eight against Houston. Jacksonville, he can run on them, so it would not shock me if Derrick Henry comes out and puts up a 30-burger against me. What I do like to see is that my receivers could win their matchups. It just comes down to if Daniel Jones can beat Geno Smith, and maybe I get a little bit better at a production out of my flex compared to him. I've been on my train for quite a while. I really don't need the win, but I would love the win because a win guarantees me a first-round buy. I don't have to worry about next week. So let's talk, Harry Hobos. Let's get us the win and get us a first-round buy. Sorry, sorry, Shaken Blake. Uh, it looks like we'll be knocking you out of contention. Next game that matters. Team, I slept with your sister sitting at 4-9, and nine, projected at 108 points, going against Winter's Coming, sitting at 5-8, and eight, projected at 119 points. I slept with your sister is still going with Derek Carr, going tonight. I don't love that at all, but I've never been a big Derek Carr fan. Barkley. You love him. You don't love the matchup, so you might be looking a little bit less than typical. Moser, uh, I think he had, uh, yeah, he only he's coming off of an injury. Hopefully, he'll come back a little bit stronger. And he was going against the Niners' defense. The Chargers' defense is much less. You'll probably see a little bit better out of him, Debo Samuel, and then Amon Ra St. Brown. My goodness, he is a monster these last four weeks, and really. Eh, last four weeks have been the best. Last week, 11 for 114 and 2. He is a monster. I tried to get him earlier in the year. Unfortunately, could not get that trade to go through. But he is an absolute monster. Look for him to score a lot of points in that Minnesota matchup. Uh, George Kittle, he'll be okay. Rondo Moore is an interesting flex play, but you don't really have too many other options. I might, just to be honest with you, I might try Xavier Knight would be my choice. Uh, but that's up to you. Obviously, he doesn't need the win, but a win would keep his opponent out of the playoffs. As for Winters coming, uh, Herbert leading the way against Miami should be a monster game for him. Uh, Stevenson versus Arizona, monster game. Uh, ETN, as long as he can stay healthy, should... Uh, it's a little stout defense there in Tennessee. He should be fine, the utilization he gets. Uh, Adams tonight, he's been... Doing amazing work. 38 points this last week. These last, really, five weeks have been monster weeks, except for one week against Seattle. But last week, one or eight for 177 and two. He's been on a tear this this last six weeks. He's the number two overall receiver in fantasy. He's also playing Jerry Judy, which is interesting. But the choices he has aren't great unless Mike Williams comes back healthy. And unfortunately, he came back healthy and got hurt right away, so it's kind of hard to trust him moving forward. He's got his backup, Joshua Palmer, in the lineup, along with TJ Hawkinson, who should be just fine. As for the matchups, I'm going winners coming. He's been putting up a lot of points. His players are on fire right now. I expect winners coming to get this win. At least give himself a, a chance 
to make the sixth overall seed, which comes down to the most important game of the week. Joe Buck yourself, sitting at 6-7, and seven, projected at 126 points, going against Tree Stars, sitting at 8-5, and five, projected at 116. Simple enough. Joe Buck yourself needs a win. Murray against the Patriots. You don't love the matchup. They typically shut down uh, bad quarterback play. Uh, Cook should have a monster game against Detroit. Pollard. Watch out for Pollard against Houston. My goodness, he he might score 30 this week. He might. Jefferson, monster matchup. You love that. Evans against San Francisco probably get shut down. Uh, San Francisco's been playing championship-level defense. <clears throat> and Joku against Cincinnati might get some looks, but the quarterback play is very suspect. Jeff Wilson, not really the best choice. I love the matchup, but you just may not get enough out of him. I do like the fact that he is sitting for net. I would play Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, simply because it might be a little bit of a shootout there in Cincinnati and they're going to have to throw. Uh, that's probably who I would play. Kansas City's defense is a lock this week. I really, really like his team and his matchups. As for Kurt Money, Josh Allen, always a great play. Never bench him. McKinnon, questionable. Obviously against Denver's stout defense. Don't love it. Nick Chubb should be totally fine. Metcalf's a great play this week. Gabe Davis is the boom-bust play every single week. Uh, you like Zay Jones. Dulcich might have some touches, uh, might have some looks his way. Don't really have any other options. Unfortunately, he's got Kamara on a bye, Pittman on a bye, uh, Cole Komet on a bye. <sighs> I'm going to have to side with Joe Buck yourself. I really like his team this week. Now, granted, he told me he has only won, he's only won a single game. Over the last eight weeks. One game over the last eight weeks. So his team has been struggling mightily. But I think this is the week the team puts it all together. You tell everyone beside you that's 5-8, and eight, sorry, you're going to have to go kick some rocks. We're going to go to the playoffs. You're going to be the sixth overall seed. Well, there you have it. Those are the matchups this week. It is super important that you get the win and you score some points. Now, again, we have... Three teams vying for one final spot in the playoffs, and then we have some other teams vying for uh, first-round buys, and then we have the four and five just deciding who wants to be the four and who wants to be the five heading into the playoffs. Uh, if you want to keep touch, simply continue to listen to us. Uh, you can find us on many, many major uh, podcast sites, Spotify. If you go to anchor.fm uh, slash aka sports, that's where you're going to find us. Uh, but this league has come down to this. Three teams, one spot left to go for the playoffs. The others get to go to the toilet bowl. Well, that was a phenomenal podcast. I got some work to do, and we will take a look at exactly which teams made it next week when we talk playoffs. As for now, my name is Clark Heron, a.k.a. The Harry Hobo, and I'm out.